that could have been the whole podcast gone down in the first five seconds of me getting into my plane. All right. Are we ready? Are we ready, ladies and gentlemen? This time I can say good evening, everybody, and welcome to Something to Scream About. Uh, my name is Jordan, and on my left we have Cameron. Borderline good night. <laughs> it really is borderline good night because it's it's late. It's a late one, which is why Morgan's not with us tonight. It's past his bedtime. Mama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's not with us today, but it, we're just going to continue on power on without him. Uh, we've got a action packed episode full of some awesome awesome stuff, which probably would have wrote it read on the headliner. Oh uh, yeah, the title. And would have read, Stepson. yeah. So we've got... Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got our special guest, Jaden from Stepson, joining us at some point um, very soon. We have a caller on the line right now. Yeah. <laughs> Next caller, please. Should, uh, we, uh, yeah. should we do the old... Um, well, not really housekeeping, but sort of tell the yeah. ladies and gents what we've been up to. Well, yeah, housekeeping. Our podcast is a little bit late, Um you know, you guys have been sick and stuff, uh, so we had to sort of push back a few things. We did a, a Zoom meeting, so we had mm. to hang out on Zoom for Film a bit. That. Filmed that, yeah, so so we've got footage of all these types of things. Uh, but we also managed to, before we all got sick, um, we managed to go and see a little it's festival. That's probably how we got sick. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So, yeah, we went to uh, Full Tilt in uh, Brisbane at the Edens Hill Hotel outside in the big grassy area. Um, so, get this, guys and girls. <laughs> I got so drunk that the only band that I went to see... I ended up not seeing because I got so drunk. I ended up leaving. Not getting did not get kicked out before. I I, I hear you yeah. judging my ass. <laughs> I <laughs> no, willingly yeah. left because when I have this thing I do that when I get really fucking drunk, I just want to go get food and go to bed. I'm just like kebab in bed, macas in bed. Yeah, just whatever, there's like. there's no see you later. It's just no, hang, hang on. Where's like, Cam gone? Gone. And then yeah. he's gone. <laughs> I'm just like I need food and sleep. So um. I'm going to have to go see North Lane again because that's who I wanted to see. Um, but they're playing in like a month or two again up here. So we're going to go, yeah, go yeah, see finally. them and take a two on that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was sweet. Um, really, really, really fun night. We had pre-drinks here. Um, we just put on their new album. Yeah, album, yeah. Album, yeah, it's a new album. So their, yeah. their latest album, Obsidian, just dropped the day before they played, which was kind of, um, obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know we postponed this event so many times to be able so to go many. to it. So, Over a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it took so long to be able to get to this point, and it just so happened that they dropped that album. I think that uh, accumulated to how drunk we got too because it's like we yes. waited so freaking long to like go see these bands and <laughs> we hadn't had a night out in ages. So we're just like... We're just yeah, we're way too king. excited. <laughs> overly excited and just got, yeah, a little bit too hot on pre-drinks on entry. Down to whole bottle before we left and then got there. And then we thought the line was going to be big for drinks and then it really... it There was like keeps people getting drinks but they actually had a lot of workers on. So... You only waited about three minutes to get a drink. Yeah, like not two, even. three minutes. Like it was sometimes it was just instant. You just walk in and get a drink. So that was bad. And um yeah, I just got 
very off my titties. <laughs> where I my threw my neck out the next day when I woke up, the hangover was nothing. My neck, oh yeah, from my head God, banging so from much, head banging in the bloody just. Just rather, rather. <laughs> I and remember. Obviously, we don't do it enough. Was it Thy Artist Murder that played? Yeah. They had this one song that was so heavy, and I was just going off my head. And this <laughs> dude turned around and, like, stared at me really angrily. I think because I was going, Roar! like, behind him, like, trying to, like, and I think I was in his ear, just me screaming yeah, in his ear. Just and false quoting in his bro. ear. But, um, no, it was good, man. Was mad. It was a really good day, and it was so good to kind of see live music. And as we'll get a little bit of an insight because Stepson actually played at Full Tilt Festival. Yeah. I actually wish I was a little bit more aware of this rather than pre drinking so hard. So we could have actually <laughs> definitely probably you know, made a good first impression on the yeah, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, we've uh, been sort of silently watching them from the sidelines so it's really kind of exciting to get an insight as to what that's like to to play on those kind of stages and be involved in those kind of gigs from that side of things so hopefully we'll hear a little bit more about that yeah um in regards to the live stuff but um how's the sound guy just didn't want a bar of us yeah maybe our state didn't really help but <laughs> trying to drug talk to the sound guy trying to network and uh he didn't want to he was just fuck off yeah i was like <laughs> oh, oh what are you, you using on the uh snare there mate yeah, um like he cares. <laughs> yeah have you pocketed out the uh 1k notch uh effectively because i can hear it popping out of the front of house mate and i don't think you're doing a very good job oh my god and then he was like mate i'm not even touching anything <laughs> It was cool to see um see everything you know I mean as as producers and and musicians and players ourselves like you when you go to a gig you just can't help but notice all the gear and like who's running what and who's where's where's this going where what back and track are they using and um one thing I actually can say is uh from what I remember <laughs> was that a lot of bands were very stationary. Which yeah, I would true. think at that professional level, I think you and I looked at each other and were like, they'll fucking like, yeah. some bands literally were just playing like the guitarist mainly who I'm talking about, like just standing completely still and just Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't see any of the drummers move a, a millimeter. They just sat there the whole time. On their stool. Yeah, in the exact midi. same stool. It was they didn't midi. do anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I know, so that was a bit like, oh, just, I don't know, you see bands like Crystal Lake or something and they're just absolutely insane, spinning in circles and playing really hard riffs. But, yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was really cool. I mean, something about live guitars and drums and bass and everything just hitting out of those speakers, man, just gets you so hyped. Yeah, like, it was very inspirational, I think, just to like, and then especially coming back into the studio and then being like, thinking about the translation of certain parts in the song mm. you know you might overthink certain things in the studio and go oh that's going to really hit here or that's not and then other sections you deliberately write for big crowds or big festival stages where you want that impact and we could really feel that yeah. for those sections where you go whoa that's like that really translated live when they did that one thing that i've learned thing. too is that live is so not like doesn't have to be like the studio like, I remember when we first started writing music, I was very like, oh, but we can't do that live. Like, can't put that in the record because you can't do it live. And it was like, because I was like, I had, I just felt weird not doing, but there were so many times where like vocalists would just stop, like put the mic down during a part of the song where he's supposed to be doing vocals and either it'll be a backing track doing it or they'll just do the old Ollie Sykes and just hold the mic out yeah, to the exactly. crowd and just, say, you do it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you sing the record. You help me here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's certain things you can do in the studio that don't, 
work live and vice versa and you sort of have to work out a way of doing it. And some bands will go in with just writing for the music and they'll just figure out the live aspect later and they're like, it doesn't matter, we can just put it in the backing track or yeah. you know, we can just figure that sort of stuff out, get session players, etc. Whereas there's some bands where they just jam live and whatever they can do is how they, how it's recorded because they don't do production side of stuff. They don't yeah. add all these extra layers. It's just I like raw. to treat it as like the live version of the song is a completely new version of the record. Like, yeah, it's the same song in regards to the same like tab and the same key and the same lyrics and blah, blah, blah. But like the way that it's produced, I like to like split the song in two and have a studio version and then have a live version. And the live version has all of the little things that you can't do live but then you still put them either in a backing or you yeah. have like someone do something here or there and um have it all like planned out so then it like on stage it like from the audience's viewers like is flawless but in reality yeah. it's been rehearsed that's right yeah we did a section in misfit in one of our earlier songs where we just sort of oh, in the right. live version yeah. we just looped over a section to sort of add a bit more of an intense build whereas you don't need that in the studio version because you're just listening and it's sort of a transition, but this gave us a chance to talk to the crowd, hype everyone yeah. up, sell a few T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your own T-shirt off yeah. stage. Yeah, but, you know, it just it just allows you to adapt the live show for certain things. Like you might have a drop and you just sort of extend out this chord before the drop and build the tension. Yeah, just pretty much double the section in time. Um, yeah. And then just build it up with the, you know, snares. And, and one thing that we're using... Um, obviously is backing tracks and I'd love to kind of pick Jaden's brain about it and see if he can help us and anyone else listening kind of what to do. But we're sort of um, in in the mindset of just putting stuff on a backing track and then we play live and, and that's sort of it. There's no automation or anything going on or no moving parts or so to speak during the set. Like there's yeah. not something that is slowly being turned up like a reverb or a, yeah. a delay that's slowly being automated behind the scenes. It's yeah. already like baked in or we've just got one effect chain yeah. uh, to run stuff. And it's we've just been talking about it recently, you and I, about how scary that is running so many different aspects live yeah. that could go wrong relying on software. And like obviously in front of us we've got 15 different things plugged yeah. in. So we're relying on it all the time. Right now, yeah. yeah. I suppose it's just how how it is. Um when you get to that hopefully professional level, you have a laptop that's only dedicated to that. It'll just run your whatever door you're running, have your effects on it and there's nothing else on the computer. So like the hundred percent of the CPU is just running what it's got to run. Yeah. But that's true. Like doing MIDI stuff would be so sick. Getting getting to that level of like you know, I hold out a fry scream and then like the the delay slowly uh, MIDI automates in and then ends at 100% right as I finish the scream and then I just have to know the rehearse the, the fry goes for like four clicks or eight clicks or something. Yeah. And then, end it. then it's be like, rah, ah, 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 like the sick delay. That and would then it be turns very off cool. back when I rap again. All that sort of stuff would be um, awesome. So. Yeah, because it's either you record that into a backing track and have that baked in or you do that automation live, live. or you just hold the screen longer, mm. which, you know, this is where all the bands do different things and it's good to learn from everyone else and kind of see what they're, what they're doing. Um, but those types of things make a huge, like, difference in your live show performance. And another thing that we've been kind of 
figuring out over the recording of this EP is how much the actual instrument chain from your guitar, so to speak, to the front of house speakers or to the um, final stem in yeah. the mix. Because not only do you have to get all your settings on the amps and cabs right, which is like a given and most people think about that, your pedals and all that, but you need to have a clean signal from your guitar that's not peaking and it's not too quiet and it's yeah, not clicking it's not, and you're not too close to something. It's not, um, if it's not right at the source, when you start amplifying, which is what you're literally doing, you're running it into an amp, an amplifier, and you're yeah. going to amplify all of those bad frequencies and then what a lot of mistakes a lot of people do, including us when we first started, was we thought everything was in the uh, the amp and the cab and you'd fix the tone within the amp and the cab. But in reality, the amp and the cab is to shape the tone and and to get, you know, minor tweaks and stuff and gain and everything to get where you want to be. But it's got to be good at the source because if you have crazy like uh, ringing back from like 10K upwards, like that's going to be amplified when you put it through the amp and you're just going to get like a real hissy tone or, mm. you know, you, that's why it's good to um, have good quality jacks, not only just the, the jacks themselves, but the actual guitar jack uh, on the guitar itself, make sure that that's not faulty because I had a problem with my, very true. my Ibanez for a while where the jack was really like like flopping around and I had to get yeah. that fixed up. Or cheap cables, which, you know, mm. I've been I've been a victim of just... <laughs> victim of cheap cables? Yeah, well, you just, you know, you see them on the shelf and they're on special and it's <laughs> like, you know, I just need to get one signal to the somewhere else. Yeah. But it's not as simple as that. If you're working with professional audio signals, you want the best thing you can do. Yeah. Which is another thing. How the hell do they get it to work wirelessly they think they work on if you have wireless jacks you have um they go on like different frequencies like radio frequencies so it is like radio yeah and then they have to pick a frequency that isn't being used by either a police radar a actual tv show radar or a, yeah uh, so so like b105 yeah. or whatever it's got to be like like our in-ears these in-ears here they these are like a literally a radio transmitter yeah and they, they operate on a frequency that most people aren't on, but it actually is possible for someone to hack this. And True. if they know what frequency you're on and they can, they can just start putting Barbie girl music in your ear if they wanted to on stage. So does that, <laughs> that's terrible. Um, but for us, you know, it wouldn't matter coming through our ears, but if it's coming through your guitar or being hacked or some, a police officer is driving past and then suddenly he hears your riff DI coming through his <laughs> Thing. like <laughs> what how do you avoid that and and because it, there... the product itself is baked in to be a, in a in the country there's laws before if they release in australia can't operate within certain frequencies so right it'll okay. already be done for off the bat right but but there's still heaps of wi-fi like wi-fi stuff worries me yeah. especially at venues because there's so many wireless things there's people's phones there's so much interference that could really fuck up with that's what I'm thinking is like, do you, th does it change the tone? Do you think it's probably better to cable up? Oh, not from a guitar jack. You'd be sweet like there. They, it's more the in-ears and stuff and, and sending, like if we had a mixer board and we're trying to wirelessly, that'd be where you'd want cables, XLRs, just right. tape them and don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So That's why you get a big rack. You get like a big fucking um, stack. That's what they all have. They'll have like a Kemper or an XFX a compressor or something and then they'll have the in-ears and then they'll have um, probably a mixer board in that yeah. as well and they just have all the cables going everywhere and it's like stays in that rack. 
Wow. And you wheel it around on wheels. Yeah, that's really impressive, isn't it? And then you've sort of just got your whole little setup like right there um, ready to go. And yeah. you just sort of wheel it on. and Similar to like what we've go. started over there, that's a lot smaller. But like yeah. like that where I've got the Axfix and I've got the preamp. Yeah. Um, I don't even use the preamp most of the time, but I have it there. So then if we ever do a gig and they're like, oh, we, we don't have a proper front of house. We've only got, um, you know, these cabs on stage or something. I can use a cab with my preamp because yeah. it's a 1,000 watt, I think. Yeah, I think it is 1,000 watt. 1,000 watt unit or whatever. Um, so, yeah, just <coughs> being prepared like that. But the gig was really cool, man, um, <laughs> from what I remember. And just um, it was sick to be able to get out and, you know, see a live band at a good venue again. <laughs> I think j- <laughs> <laughs> so Jaden is what? telling us he's ready by saying I love Lol. you. <laughs> Thanks, Jaden. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah. That's um, awesome. So you'll you'll find that you actually made this into the podcast by sending that through. Yeah. So oh, that was for his girlfriend. So he said that he loves us. Um, thanks. We love you too. Uh, uh, that's funny. Okay, wicked. Well, um, yeah, I think Jaden might be ready to come and join us soon, but we'll 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 see how that goes. Good to go. Um, yeah. I wanted to say one more thing before we kind of bring Jaden in. I'll start the meeting up, but I just wanted to see can we um oh my gosh, this is great. I wish we could share this actual chat on the <laughs> on the thing. Okay. <laughs> I nearly read that out loud. Yeah, yeah, he did. Re- don't read this. Okay, so I just want to talk about one more thing lastly before we go into the interview because um, I was hoping you could talk about some of the MIDI pedal switches that you can then do live because I didn't see too many people doing any dancing around up on stage with... No, so I think you can do MIDI... Uh, everyone runs this different. It's so different compared to each person. Um some people do the uh, the tap dancing route, which yeah. I wouldn't want to do. With 15 pedals. Yeah. Or you can do MIDI controller and have it all done through an Axe Effects or a Kemper or something, and then you just have presets. So every time you press a thing, it'll just switch to a preset, which will be a clean, a lead, yeah, more reverb, whatever you're looking for. Um, and then the way I was thinking about doing it with our stuff would be um, I'd pretty much have two tones, which would be lead tone with reverb and less, like almost no bass in the tone, just for like thinner leads, and then a chunky riff for like when I join in on the breakdowns and stuff. Yeah. And then I was just gonna have a mute pedal. Um, it's actually just a tuner, but I don't use it for the tuner. But the tuner's got a mute function on it, and then I just press my foot on that, and I can mute my guitar, and then that where I can just swing my guitar down, grab the mic, and move around stage and jump and talk yeah, to the crowd. it makes it a lot easier to just sort of be nimble on stage and still have that ability. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, because I I just didn't notice anybody actually doing anything on stage that. Um, was something like that. I saw a few pedal board setups because I kind of tried to go close and yeah. have a bit of a squeeze, but obviously you're you're a bit lower down yeah, you are. from the stage. So I was trying to kind of have a look. I did get to see some backstage footage uh, from some people just sort of showing some things. Some of the drummers were an absolute like on fire. I was like, yeah, oh my God. That's sick. And I was jealous of some of their kits um, and mic setups and all sorts of things because it sounded really good. Outdoor gigs are hard to get right as well because having some sort of power to get to the back of the venue whilst also having to worry about noise restrictions and all sorts of things like that. The music sounded like really far away even though we were really close. 
Yeah, true. <clears throat> didn't sound bad by any means. It sounded really good. It just sounded like further away than what it was. Like I felt like I was standing way further back from the stage, even though I was actually quite close. Yeah, it sort of just dissipates because you're not in a room. So yeah, it just goes out into the ether. It's just like yeah, just well, gets... there's no bounce back, right? Yeah, which is kind of good um, because in some rooms, which we spoke about in a podcast episode, I don't know, however long ago, uh, that this brick venue, oh, I think yeah. we called it Get a Better Venue. That was yeah, like, I didn't want to name it that. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, <laughs> you need to get a better venue if it's just brick. So yeah, I suppose. Anyway, um, I think our guest is ready to join us. We've got Jaden from Stepson joining us here. Uh, remove, <laughs> remove him from. The, okay, let's just accept him. Bring him into, into the, room. the room. See if he's here. We'll try and get. We'll try and get this all working because. Oh yeah, do that. I don't know how it is. Let's yeah, turn good this job, up. mate. Hey, oh, he's oh, sideways. He's, he's sideways. I love it. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just gonna put my. Oh, yeah, put it on so I can time. hear him. We're still, we're still getting this this sort of stuff right, bro. So yeah, bear with go. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's now we can hear you, brother. That's now we can hear you. So how come you're sideways? What's going on? How do we? How do we? Uh, from Australia. The, other way? the phone in portrait. I can. That, ah, there yeah, it is. That would be amazing. That's fine. That's great. Thank you, bro. So thanks for coming on, brother. So this is yeah, everyone. This is Jaden from Stepson, and Jaden, you're the you're the bass player, is that right? Yeah, bass, yeah. Uh, bass player, and I do a bit of singing too. Do you? Hey, hey very nice, very very cool. So um, first things first, bro. Um, congratulations on uh, Full Tilt Festival. That was uh, we were just talking about that before, and uh, how sick that was. So. Um, I wondered maybe just like before we sort of dive into a bit of that, maybe you could tell us a bit about like your band and sort of what you guys do, who you are for anybody that might not know who you guys are. So, yeah, tell us yeah, a bit about sweet. you guys. Yeah, Full Tilt was sick, by the way. Um, <laughs> awesome. For what I can remember. <laughs> yeah. As the day went on, it got hazy. Oh, it did. Yeah, definitely <laughs> did, eh? um, Yeah, I guess Stepson where... I guess you'd say a hardcore, punk, melodic hardcore sort of band yeah, based sweet. from Brizzy. I've uh, been kicking for a few years and, yeah. Um, I don't know. What else do you want to know? <laughs> you got some good clean stuff too, man. We're just, we're just checking the other stuff out uh, before. We'd released something, what, like a month ago? A couple of months ago? Yeah, a bit it's more clean. like pop influence, yeah, kind man. of like a bit more like uh, not as heavy, which is very nice. Maybe longer. Might have been skinny. a year ago. Might have been a bit longer. Recent, but it was like, damn, I was like, yeah. this is like, like just hit from the side but it was like still dope as hell i was like i'm vibing to this <laughs> and i don't normally vibe to like softer stuff so yeah man the music's really good really good and yeah cheers man we like to change it up a bit so yeah. we sort of i think because we have like several different writers in the band like a lot of the different influences come through um yeah, it yeah. would hey and yeah we That's... like i know man no one wants to listen to the same riff like 10 times on an album so you gotta change it up especially yeah. when you have to mix it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you have to listen to it over and over yeah that's so true man so um we noticed that you guys released your debut album last year i think it was like march last year so that looked uh, really cool yep. and obviously you know we're well aware of what sort of it takes to write a song and and get it to that kind of point so tell us a little bit if you can about your like writing process as a band like you said you got a couple of writers. So how do you kind of get the idea from initial idea through to, you know, finished product? Yeah, what we hear on Spotify. Yeah, um, 
I'll preface it by saying we are the most scuffed operation you will ever <laughs> So that's all right. Um, that's all good. It's it's tricky for us because like while we are a brizzy band, where like we live all over the place. Like our drummer's down in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, our singers just moved back to Port Macquarie. Wow. I'm in northern New South Wales. Yeah, you know, the other boys are up in Brizzy. So, you know, we don't necessarily just like get in a room for eight hours and yeah. bash it out till we have a song. Normally it starts with one of us sort of having like a skeleton of a song or like some riffs and stuff they throw together and then we'll sort of like do a little scratch track of that and send it to everyone and see what we think and it either riffs or whiffs. And yeah. you know, if it's good enough, like you know, we'll sort of expand on that idea, throw some stuff around. And a lot of it's just sort of back and forth between each other. Um, yeah, for sure. Until, yeah, until we've got like something we're happy to like book in with the studio, then go in the studio and we sort of finish it all there and add all those like little one percenters and polish to yeah make it what you hear on Spotify in the end. So everyone's competent in in producing to a, a basic standards where you, you guys know how to work an audio interface, have, plug your instruments in, do like your recordings. And... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, some of us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard, yeah. Um, Brock, Brock and Fari, they're quite good at it. Um, that's our singer and guitarist. Um, Vocalist. Myself and Benno. Yeah, myself and Benno, we suck at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. Yeah, so that's so you guys go into a studio and stuff and then um, just start hashing it out from there because, like, we do all of our sort of stuff in-house. So we, like, we're yeah. producers, so we, we do mixing and stuff already from other genres. So it's kind of the next step was to try and do it ourselves. But... Do you reckon? Um, do you reckon having someone else like mix your stuff and like help you in the studio gives you that sort of outside opinion to help level up the songs a bit? Like, do you reckon that helps, or is it yeah. hard to work with someone else's kind of um, input? Uh, luckily for us, we've sort of always worked with Kalanor. Um, he plays in a band called Dream on Dreamer. He's based down in Melbourne. Um, he's awesome and you know, he's almost like an extra member of Stepson in That's a sense. Um, so like working with him, it's pretty natural, pretty easy. And we've got like that relationship where, you know, he never sort of oversteps his mark, but, you know, it's like we're good enough friends where he'll be like, this idea sucks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good to have And that. I think like, yeah, and like having that extra person on the outside, um, I don't know. I feel like when we're writing and especially like, you know, producing stuff together, like my phone's just no, going no, for a wonder. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that outside perspective is really good because like, I'm sure like you guys get it as well. When you're producing your own stuff or you're writing and demoing, it's real easy to get caught up in your own hype. Like how <laughs> often have you like spent a whole night just smashing this thing and you're like, this is sick. Then you open the next day. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I'm trash. My band's trash. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, a hundred percent. Like yeah, a million so, percent. Yeah, that happens all we the time. We actually so. listened to our other mix today and I was worried before. Yeah. Before we listened I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very relatable, uh, bro. I think like, yeah, I think like, in that sense, it's very helpful having like 
outside perspective. Um, but, you know, we sort of have a few like little checkpoints we have to get past um, before we even go to the studio. Like yeah. Benno, our guitarist, he's a brilliant songwriter and he has lots of interesting ideas. And then, but before it gets past anything else, it's normally like Brock and I will listen to it, like as I guess the vocalist and be like, man, this song doesn't work. Cause he'll be like, cool, like a 32 bar dr- like guitar drone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, solo. <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool. But what the fuck are yeah, we going to do? Yeah, for exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so true, brother. Like we, we were literally just talking about this, like before, before we started potting and, um, yeah, we're talking about how we've seen some bands play and as musicians and as artists, they're like insane and really great at their instruments. But I felt vocally they couldn't, like it was just like almost a, a four-minute guitar solo and I was like, I won't say the name of the bands, but <laughs> like, there were, you know, some bands have seen yeah. play and just like, we're just like, yeah. So that's a very true point of having to almost not have just a flex part and have a bit more of a songwriting component to it and having to find that balance between the two is very important as well. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and that's something we, like, we always try to balance. Like, it's definitely, like, we all know bands that are just, like, musicians' bands. It's like yeah. your regular person listening to it would be like, oh, I kind of get it, but not really. Yeah, Whereas, but like, it's in, like, seven eight times. play guitar, yeah, like, periphery. Whoa. Yeah, they're insane. Yeah, bands <laughs> like that. And it's like you know, we'll listen to it and be like, that's skits. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, but like you wouldn't hear it. Like, well, that's just too much information hitting my brain right now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, I think like one of my mantras when it comes to writing is simple isn't necessarily a dirty word when it mm. comes to music. Yeah. Um, as long as like, I don't know. I feel like if you can pull it back in sections, it makes the big sections even bigger. Yeah. It does. That's exactly so, right, man. That is contrast. 100%. Yeah. It's contrast. It's it's dynamics within the song. It's, you, yeah, you can pull it back. So then when you do go all in, it makes it, 100% makes it bigger. That's that's exactly it, man. It's yeah. the same approach we take. Um, little thing that you said I want to jump on is like, you said, let's say you have an idea and you're vibing to it. You're like, yeah, we really like this. And you'll jump in the studio. How does that work being in different parts of Australia? Do you guys just jump? to the same studio or do you go to whatever studio is local to you or how's that work? Nah, so Cal's based down in Melbourne. So we all fly down to Melbourne and wow, you know, awesome. spend a good chunk down there. When we did the album, I was living in Melbourne for like two and a half months. Wow. Um, that's so sick. So it's just a doing that great stuff. commitment. Like you're all committed and you just, you jump straight in and you're, and you're all together. So that'd be like nonstop. Similar when we did the EP and we all, we, it was only yeah. seven days. It's not two months, but we came in and would every here, every single day we were just in, in the studio here and we'll, um, yeah. So that's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. It's definitely, it's cool. Um, we're, yeah, Making it yeah work. I can say it. We're uh, we're going to the studio next week. So awesome. oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited for yeah. Music's being made. <laughs> um, I just wanted to right. so to check in. Um, one thing, kind of like we sort of like to to get a a handle on is like working as a team or like within a group. So when you're within a team or like environment, it's hard to balance the interests and kind of wants and needs and happiness of all members in a group. And you guys have got five members. Yeah. Is that right? Five of you in there? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're like five piece. So five. And like, our sound tech comes everywhere with us. So we're yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, like with six yeah. people in in your in your group, like how do you manage? the hierarchy so to speak like is there a sort of uh, a clear sort of defined roles for each person and you guys sort of stay in your lane or are you sort of all just crisscrossing and working together yeah um i don't know it's sort of like developed over years um when we first started it was kind of you know a few people did their own little like role and stuff but for the most part it was like super diplomatic everything was always a discussion and sort of as we were going we realized like you know the old saying like too many cooks in the kitchen yeah 100%. like will spoil a meal or whatever yeah. and it definitely does get like that um so yeah it slowly but surely just made its way to like sort of i handle all like the management side of the band which you know is super important. We all sort of stay in our own lane and, you know, play to each other's strengths. It's still like always like an open book, open discussions with whatever, yeah. but sort of like I'll make most of this like decisions like band wise. I'll sort of be like, Hey boys, you cool with this? And everyone yeah. normally just goes, yeah, man, whatever yeah. you reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like Benno and Brock, I'd say like chief songwriters and then, um, you know, Brock's a tattoo artist. He's very talented. So sort of yeah. him and I will work on merch yeah, and stuff cool, and ideas. Cool. And awesome. like, I don't know, we've always been a super DIY band in the sense that, you know, we try to do as much as we can ourselves. Yeah. And 100%. we're just lucky we've got like a talented artist and, you know, someone who half knows what they're doing management wise. So yeah, yeah we're um, proud to say we've never had management we've never that's awesome had like yeah, outsource merch and stuff like that so yeah, it's so like really impressive I, sick. I feel like no one's ever going to give a fuck about the band as much as you so 100%, mate no the, you guys got so the best interest always, in mind yeah exactly um but yeah well i guess i do sort of steer the ship and make a lot of the decisions and stuff like that and i'm the like point of contact with you know, record yeah. label, booking agents and yeah. all that sort of stuff. You do um, need that though. You, you do know, need we'll, to have someone as the kind of figurehead on, and someone to kind of go to. So, mm. cause that's a role. That's something that you might obviously have as a strength. So that's something that then you can just take off the hands of somebody else that might feel a little bit out of their comfort zone with that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, Jordan, our drummer is like not even being biased. One of the best like drummers for the genres in like Australia, yeah, and he he just has to play drums. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just like he just rocks just up and plays. And he's be the fucking human metronome you are, <laughs> and it'll be sweet. Um, awesome. But you know, so like it's cool having like some members like that. But when it comes to like artistic direction and like songwriting and stuff like that, we'll all sort of throw in our opinions and stuff. But it's not like there's five solo dudes just trying to smack us on yeah, together. Yeah. It'll sort of be like main people sort of taking their role and going like that. I think it works. Like, you know, if all five of us were talking to like booking agents or the record label and stuff, shit would get confusing. Oh, yeah, and, dirty. 
Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool, man. That, we sort of delegate. That sounds good. Sounds like you got a good balance, and like you said, it, it adapts over time and just sort of like works its way out, and you sort of figure out where you guys sit and and how that adapts. Um, so let's jump back to Full Tilt Festival really quick because um, I want to hear about how it went for you guys, and then you backed it up on the sunny coast as well the day after, right? Yeah, yeah. We had a sideshow with uh, Northland and Boy Division, which that's, was sick. Yeah, that's very cool. So, <laughs> so, so tell awesome. us tell us a bit about like, because, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're sort of yet to play in, in sort of venues or like uh, sort of events of that Big kind of anyway. caliber. So um, in terms of like the, like the setup for a professional, what I would call a, a pro gig when you got like big bands and stuff coming through, like is there, uh, is there some things that like, you sort of wish you'd known first before you went into these types of things that you've learned kind of along the way um, in terms of just the live, the whole live experience and playing as a band? Yeah, I think there's a lot of that stuff that you, like, as you said, you pick up along the way. Like, you know, if we had been booked for Full Tilt five years ago, we would have bombed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we would have bombed so hard. Um, <laughs> Not like, not saying we're a bad band or anything. It's just like you need that experience. You need to work your way up. Cause like when shows start getting that big, you know, like full tilt sold like 5,000 something tickets. It's like when there's that many people there, like you need to think past the point of you're just a band playing like some songs you wrote. Like you got to think about the whole show, the whole aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, and like as the bands progress, we've upgraded our gear and stuff. Like, you know, we run in ear monitors and, you know, yeah. backing like tracks. full backing rigs and yeah. shit like that. So, yeah, like that's cool. We were just talking about um, a bit of that before. So, that's kind of it's cool to hear like that. And obviously, if you listen back to the episode, you'll hear you'll us hear sort us of talking about, about that, yeah, that before, the, before you jumped yeah. on. So, we're talking about, yeah, all the in ears and backing tracks and kind of using things like wireless jacks and, um, yeah, you know, the difference between pedal setups versus you know like uh, amp sims and all this type of thing. So, um, do you guys do tap dancing? Yeah, do you tap dance with your <laughs> pedals or are you got like have a you MIDI got, controller? Have or you how, got do, MIDI how do you boys like, go about? Do you, yeah. Do you, uh, that, that, uh, yeah, what what is your live setup for? Because obviously, especially with your boys' music, it's very you know you got some insanely in crazy awesome screams, heavy distorted and then it's like clean and nice reverb and like how do you go about switching yeah. your tones up live uh we toyed with like we do have the ability to midi control and we toyed with the idea of everything like chain it but man that shit's scary yeah that's it is scary and like i don't know like we're still like you know, while like every band's moving towards the digital age and like you have all these extra things that like level up your live show, at heart we are still just a punk band. Yeah. So we don't want to like lose that. We don't need it to be like fully automated, everything on the beat, right. like yeah. instant changes Super and stuff. Precision, so yeah. yeah, and like, you know, we change things up live. Like our live stuff isn't necessarily like exactly the same as the studio version of the songs yeah you know, we'll change tones to suit like different rooms even oh, and stuff awesome. like that Never thought of that so you know and like live wise you know 
you sort of want everything as like a wall of sound. You don't want like two guitars here, like fighting yeah. for the presence. You want like different tones and stuff. So yeah. we like, we still control all that. Um, you know, Benno in particular has a lot of like clean reverbs and like some guitar solos and stuff like that. So he controls all that. Um, yeah, sweet. So me being the bass, I, uh, I use my board as a tuner. <laughs> um i got a few different channel setups um but for the most part i'm sort of just plugging and That's get awesome. ripping you rock so. an old school amp and cab combo just like an amp yeah on so top of the cab. yeah so like you know we're all we're all on digital rigs now so like it is coming through the pa as well but right. we still want that like that live feeling and that yeah. stage that sound. Stage sound. Yeah. So, yeah. so we we run both. Um, yeah. We have it coming through the PA and, yeah, we have amps and everything on stage awesome. as well. Yeah, that's what we did our last yeah. show. Yeah, just yeah, like run double. Just makes it feel more authentic and... You can also feel the, the vibrations better. behind you too when you've got the cab behind you and you just... Yeah. You get... Because, I yeah, if you pump the... um fallback speakers up too high you get you can get some uh high-pitched squealing that yeah. you sort of don't want to you want to avoid the, i made that mistake <laughs> <laughs> i tried to do the walk forward and put your foot on it and then just went Wee! i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah stand back yeah, we, <laughs> yeah that's exactly why we want caps yeah, yeah. and in ears in ears help as well so i got two yeah. little fallbacks in yeah. Ears, so. Oh, so they come. So That's you they, so you send your your actual on stage mix back through your in ears as well. Yeah. That's so cool. That's, that's our next. That's, that's our, our next, next step. Yeah. <laughs> we got in ears as well, but yeah. we just we just run a click. Um, we just run Ableton and have a click, and then send that to our in ears. Yep. Um, to our little box, and then that goes to our in ears, and we just follow the clicks. Yeah. And then Jordan just in between songs will just whatever, click the next one. Yeah, that's it's basic. that's cool. Um, it was cheap originally. Like I. <laughs> I never used to play with a click just because I thought it'd take away from the show. Right. Um, and like the vibe and everything, but sort of post COVID these shows coming back, I was like, all right, like let's give it a go. And it drowns out instantly. And like, oh, you yeah. don't even notice it. You don't even notice it. It's and, just the rhythm fucking controller really. And, and uh, yeah. no one, you know, when, uh, what would you call it? Like bridges are coming up and transitions yeah. and, Especially when you can hear your mix yeah. in your ears, it helps so much. So that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we all have like our own individual mixes as well. So awesome. like yes. I, <laughs> I like, I get more bass and my voice <laughs> in my ears and I get all of Brock's screams cut out. So, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. <laughs> That's I don't think cool. I've ever played a show and actually heard my own voice. It's hard, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, I'm just, yeah, we're, wall we're, of just we're, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Makes to... you realize how bad you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it also makes you uh, level up pretty quick. I remember when That's I first good, started using when I could start hearing stuff. I was like, oh shit, I'm, I got to practice. I'm flat, flat on that, uh, that <laughs> note there. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking you're doing a scream yeah. and fry screams are just like, ah, uh, just like no power to your scream. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Um, one sort of last thing that we like to kind of touch on um, if we bring people on is to kind of go through your, well, I was going to say top five, but it takes a while. But let's do let's do top three bands, um, both like big, so anybody, any influences just for you personally. And then just one, one local. And then see if you can give us one local 
underground, underground hidden, hidden secret talent <laughs> or something like that. Yes, um, yeah, have you got anything cool. for uh, us? Yeah, so my first ever favorite band was Sum 41. Oh, so nice. that's like, <laughs> New they're the band that made me like pick up a guitar in high school. And I was like, oh, holy fuck. Like, yeah, I want to do this kind of thing. Because um, like, I didn't really come from a musical background. It's like my parents were into it, my friends or anything like that. I just hit high school and like started listening to punk rock and like, you know, the Tony Hawk's pro skater yes. to like yes. soundtrack and stuff. <laughs> yes. I always gravitated towards so like good. the heavier side of stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, like high school was the first time I like saw a guitar and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'll give that a shot. That's yeah, awesome. Um, so, yeah, like I got to pay homage to some 41 yeah. band. Yeah. Like they're a super important band for me. Um, another one is Aussie Legends in Parkway. Yeah. Uh, the first band I saw live. So I grew up in the Byron area, so I so, used to go to yeah. like the hometown shows heroes. and the high school shows. Oh, yeah. yeah, and awesome. man, the first time I saw them, I it just blew me away. Yeah, I was like, "Holy fuck, I want to do that!" Like yeah. the first time I felt a sub drop, I was yeah. like, "What was that?" Looking <laughs> <laughs> around, I was like, "Did anyone else feel that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's so, really wicked. Like. Parkway, like, they still rip hard, man. Like, oh, I saw yeah. them on their last tour and I was just like, yeah. It's like proper inspiring shit. It is, so, eh? And their doco is fully, cool. fully awesome to watch, yeah. like, from conception from their days in Byron through to running world stages and that. So it's pretty cool. It's very inspiring, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And it's like, I grew up watching those docos being like, I want to do that one day. And now, like, you know, their European booking agent is our booking agent. And, That's you know, he's in those docos. And he'll, like, email me, like, hey, Jen, I like your band. Like, can't wait to see you guys in September. And I'm like, That's the guy from the DVD, bro. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, dream <clears throat> to reality. So, That's it. So, yeah, that's pretty hype. Um, like a third one. Um, I'm going to go the uh, UK band called Don Broco. Okay. Um, oh, new one for me. Yeah, yeah new one for us. Yeah, Don't they're know. like they're like poppy rock, but like with heavy influence as well. And they're signed to our record label, Sharp Tone Records. And I remember when we first started talking to them, I sort of went and checked out the like roster. I was listening to Don Broker. I was like, this band's super cool, and they've got a song called "Come Out to LA," and it's sort of like you know, having dreams of like making it and you know, being unsure about it and trying trying to like navigate, I guess, the music industry and stuff. And at the time I was like, holy shit, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's so and yeah. their their album technology, man. Fucking rip. Like it's probably the reason we signed to Sharp Tone, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I like listened to that I was like, I was like, this band rips, the label must know what they're doing. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, we uh, that's on our list to check out. So yeah, thank for you sure. for that one. Yeah. That's wicked. Check them out. That's sick. Um, I'd start with the album Technology. Okay. All right. So well, the rules. Sick, man. Yeah. Have you got a, a local band or some sort of up-and-coming band? I don't know. Yeah. yeah you don't, gonna, don't feel like you have to swept. say us. <laughs> 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 we do this to every band that we ask. <laughs> Just sort of use them. They're really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mention it. Don't mention it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna shout out um, local Brizzy boys, uh, Headrack. 
Oh, okay. Like, I haven't heard of him. That's dope. That's no one else I get to listen yeah, to Yeah, cool. Head Wreck. Yeah. They're oh. like, yeah, they're called Head Wreck. They're... Oh, his internet's gone. Oh, no, the beating might be over. It's been 40 minutes. No, we got, we lost him. Oh, bye, Jaden. He's gone to sleep. All right. Well, we might get him back. There's some technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Can you make a beep sound whilst I, like, sort out the technical <laughs> difficulties? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe we say thank you to Jaden. Yeah. Well, that was the last question anyway. That was literally, that was good timing. I mean, maybe... I was looking dro- at the camera, at the time up there, and I was like, any second is going to yeah, be like... he's going to drop out. Um, well, yeah, I may as well... Yeah. Oh, he's back! Jaden. Oh, what? Jay, hey, he's back. You there? Oh, Yo, we made it. I'm back. Dude, yes. you were gone for like a solid minute. Yeah, a solid minute. <laughs> oh, no. He's oh, gone he's again. Gone again. <laughs> Yo, what's this internet yawn, G? Okay, no, that's great. All right. Well, okay, he's back. He's somewhat back. No, he's, he's, we, he got, he's we'll there. Say, he's we'll say thank you anyway, my bro. Have we got me? Yeah, we got you, we've got you back. So we'll say yeah. thank you anyway, my dude. Thanks so much for joining us and um, and spending some time with us this evening. And um, where can we yeah, find right. you guys? Like, are you? is it all just at Stepson online and stuff? Is that where, you, where people can find you? Yeah, all our handles are at Stepson Punk. So Sweet. social media and all. All that stuff, um, Spotify, Dope. Apple Music, Pick Poison. Go. Awesome. How whatever, are you, man? Whatever music thing you use, we're probably on it. So Great. Thank That's you. how it should be. All right. Wicked. Well, thank you so much again, bro, and you have a good night, and we'll see you again soon, hopefully. Too easy. See you, Thanks, brother. guys. Thank you, bro. See you soon. Catch us. Bye. Catch up. Good stuff. Leaf. I think that worked. Cool. So little minor little blip, blip, blip going on. Yeah. But. Well, look, at least it didn't happen halfway through the interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was fun. Um, he's a very nice guy. I really like him. Uh, one thing I can take away from that, like just right off while it's fresh in my mind, is just how often bands across all skill levels, well, maybe not skill levels, but all career levels have such similar either problems that they have to overcome or similar things that work well. Like yeah. so many things Jaden said just then, I was like, that's fucking you and me. Yeah. We talked about that and we did this <laughs> and yeah, we made that mistake. And um, and then when we're watching, you know, the Parkway Drive doco as mm. well, there were so many things with all, the band was talking about this and that and money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's exactly what we went, like, we're trying to go through. And yeah, we, yeah so it's really, really That was cool. really cool. And it makes you feel a little bit better that there's other people out there going through the same sort of issues. And I guess, you know, for us, maybe we just need to start reaching out more and hanging out with people that get us and understand us. <laughs> Why did you have to make it lame? Like, we were having a good chat. And then he just... And Morgan's the sad it, yeah, one. He's not, it, he's not Yeah, I had to balance, <laughs> I had to balance out the, the cow. Yeah. his energy. Yeah. Um, no, that was really cool. So oh, We don't need the headphones on it. Yeah, well, I took them off because <laughs> I thought I was a little bit, you know, done with those. Um, so right. I think that's it. Well... We we went a little bit longer with um, Jaden than anticipated, Which but that good. was good because we got some great information out of him um, to share, and hopefully that helps whoever is listening. It certainly helped us. Um, can I do one thing before we finish? That's what she said. Let's go. Yeah, okay. So the last thing is that I had some, well, music news. All right. That I've picked two headlines, right? 
And I just want to brush on this topic a little bit before we finish. I'm not going to show you the headline, but you have to pick which one you'd like to hear about. Okay. So the first headline is, Musicians Dedicated to Saving Electronic Instruments for the Future. When I read that, I thought it just meant like they're going to save them so they don't die out, okay. um, which I thought was a bit interesting. So there's that one. And then uh, how the second second one is, how much music marketing is too much? Which one would you like to, to listen to? Sort of both. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you about the first one. Musicians dedicated to saving electronic instruments for the future. Basically, someone has set up in... Uh, Melbourne, I believe, a school or a course where they're bringing in these old school synthesizers and I'll show you a picture. See those, all the knobs and the buttons yeah. and things on there? Um, for anyone not looking, it's old school synth. <coughs> and it's like a VST without the VST. <laughs> a modular, it's a modular synth with yeah. what looks like spaghetti junction with all of the different things all over it. And basically they're setting up these courses and classrooms to teach people how to use these old school synthesizers so that the old original way of creating electronic music is preserved in the future. So, wow. for example, like you might get an antique guitar or drum kit or something and be like, I'm saving it because it's retro. They're yeah. saving these retro things and teaching people how to use it. Anyway. It's thought. definitely a much more complicated way of doing it. Yeah, but, it is. Um, but, you know, they're keeping, cool. the, keeping the sound alive. Uh, you have to be a lot more knowledgeable to use those as well. You actually have to know, know what a sin and a saw wave and a Yeah, I think that's what makes it kind of cool is that that's what sort of spiked my interest was that, that. yeah, they're, starting, they're trying to keep you in the loop as to how the electronic music Because nowadays you can just created. get a preset from Google, be like EDM preset, and yeah. then someone's just gone on Serum and gone, here you go. And it's already there, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, I thought that was cool. Anyway. There you go. Second one about the music marketing. Um, basically, what they're saying on here is that... This, okay, Stop should, spamming your fans. <laughs> yeah. This is from digitalmusicnews.com. So obviously they know what they're talking about. Uh do you think there's an oversaturation problem for music marketing? Uh, there's an oversaturation problem in music in general. Yes, but okay, maybe like music marketing. Like say there's one person who puts out a song, they might put out 15 bits of content with it. Yeah, that's sort of the, the way, yeah. It's the way that social media is nowadays is the world. It's because of the way that the algorithm picks, thi picks things up. <coughs> I'm going to scratch my throat. Um, the way the algorithm works is a bloody... It, it picks up things that are getting lots of clicks frequently. Yeah. So you're better off, like people have figured out, you're better off putting out lots of little bits of content building up. And then well, this, yeah, this is what, up. well, this is what this website says is actually quality actually trumps the quantity, which we've spoken about before, making sure That's that we're what not I would posting. rather do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, sa quality. it's saying, talk about your music less, mm. which I think, um, is really important because We've everything is like doing that a little go bit. listen to this song go listen to my song listen it's to like, my song cares? listen yeah. to my music and it's like whoa you're like on. a pop-up ad you're yeah. like a literal pop-up ad yeah and and people don't care about that it's just like you know share other aspects of your life and things like this a podcast yeah. where people can get something else out of it rather Tutorials, than just benefit to you behind the scenes um they also said be authentic in terms of not just the type of content, which we've spoken about before, but the um, the frequency that you're uploading and to the platforms that you're uploading to. Right. So I thought that that was kind of poignant as well because 
it's not just like, yeah, running on TikTok and just posting a whole bunch of stuff just because you think yeah. it's hot right now. You could also adapt the content to the platform you're on as well. Like I could put the same tutorial on YouTube and then the same tutorial on TikTok, but the way I would edit it and present it on TikTok would be different to how I would have done it on YouTube. Yeah. I do it in like a short fashion on TikTok. That's very true, yeah, because that's kind of what it's saying. It's just, you know, <laughs> make it make it na- na- natural. <coughs> natural to the platform you're having a fit well i think that's enough talking for today maybe we'll wrap up the episode that was a good one um it's time to go to bed actually um it's quite late so uh thanks again Jaden, for joining us go check out stepson we're gonna go we're gonna go check out those bands that he suggested um we're gonna go practice our instruments so that we can play full tilt next year and (laughs) bang with Jaden. so yeah thanks guys for listening we'll see you again hopefully at the end of this month for another one see you soon bye felicia